on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live on a Thursday night ahead of the first El Trafico of 2021. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, we have a great show coming up for you in just a bit. In just mere moments, we're going to be joined by LA Galaxy midfielder Victor Vasquez. He's going to be calling in and talking a little El Trafico, talking about being back to MLS. So we're going to have him call in as long as our technology holds up a little bit here. Uh, we're also going to get you through some LA Galaxy 2 and their mini El Trafico they played last night. We have a bunch of LA Galaxy news and, of course, previewing for the LA Galaxy's game against LAFC coming up first El Trafico of 2021. To help me do all of that, she's back. We're glad to have her back. We're excited to have her back. It's Sophie DeCannon Nicola. Sophie, how's it going? I am here. I am on deck and I am ready. After a hellacious day of Arsenal Football Club, I'm so ready to just shift gears to El Trafico. I know it, Josh. I know it wasn't a good day for you. I apologize. I'm, I wish that your team would help you out a little bit more often there, Sophie, but but we did mm-hmm. we, that didn't happen. It's a travesty. I'm over it. The season's done. Yes. At least we, at least I have MLS to look forward to for a few months. I think that's that's the savior here. So yeah, all good. Okay, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you have an upbeat, upbeat outlook on it. Or at least you don't want to cry again on a podcast, right? That's that's really no, <laughs> no, no. I don't want to cry again, and uh, I'm done talking about Arsenal. I think for uh, a few days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I can understand that. Um, let's talk about the LA Galaxy a little bit. I know we're we're expected to be joined by Victor Vasquez here in about six or seven minutes. Um, so as soon as that happens, we'll bring him into the show. Um, but but Sophie, you know, we haven't talked to you in a little while. The LA Galaxy won their first two games. We saw that and then uh they they lose to seattle i mean what's your take Mm. so far the first three games of the season i was a little bit upset with um greg vanny to be honest with you uh after the seattle game and i completely respect that he took accountability for the loss but i never understand it when a coach has found a formula and there's positive results and then they change it And I think it was too soon to change it for this particular LA Galaxy team. They had the confidence, they had a vibe. Um, And I don't think that they don't have that anymore. But I think going from game to game for this team that struggled a lot last year, Josh, uh, it felt like why, why try and change something when it's not broken yet? Right. And right. I thought it was a bit too bold, although I do like coaches to be bold uh, right. and to have uh, adaptability. 
but I think he took it a step too far. I, I mean, for me, uh, I'll say this, is that he's a guy who doesn't know his team very well yet, right? Only three games in, only two games before that. Uh, he's a guy who wa- who we know would like to do different things with the team depending on who they're playing against, right? And he's talked about, and we'll talk about the presser today, but he talked about the different styles that were presented um, in the first three games. He goes, you know, every team that we played played a different style sort of things. And so for me, I'm okay pressing the buttons now because he's going to eventually have to learn how to press the buttons later, right? Is there any good time to experiment? You, you know, I liken it to, and I, Vinny, I told you, I've got my little dog here. He's yes. actually napping on my lap. Right. And I said to Vinny, I'm not going to bring up Arsenal right. like more than three times on the show. Okay. But here's the scoop. Mikel Arteta experimented in the Europa League semi-final last week. Right. And you could argue that that's the way that trend, you know, kicked off the two legs. It really hurt the team. Right. And I think Greg did the same against Seattle. You do not experiment against certain teams. You just set your team up the best way you can to go and win the game or at least compete to get a point. And I, and I think that, And I said uh, Arteta was a little arrogant. And I said that Greg kind of had a little arrogance, but I also then heard what you guys were talking about in that, yes, he's learning this team, so he may may kind of do these kind of things, but not not against Seattle. It was almost like conceding and saying, let me see what they can do against this team because I know we're going to lose anyway. I'm not saying that's what he thought because every coach thinks they're going to win a game, Josh, when they're going into it. Just felt a little bit too experimental. I can I can understand that, and and you know for me is I'll, I'll be very honest. I didn't expect the Galaxy to win that game. I, I know that they had all the confidence, mm-hmm. but we saw the problems in in the first couple of games. Um, we saw the pro we we knew that there were issues, right? You're happy with the wins. You take them three two three two. You've given up four goals. You know that there's some defensive problems. You know there's some midfield problems. You know yeah. you're hopeful that the offense will be generated in a, in in a way that keeps it unpredictable. But whenever your your guy scores five goals in the first two games, um, that's one of those that's one of those things where you sit there and go okay well you know the clearly a team like a seattle is going to be able to key mm. off on that and so i yeah sorry i was going to say i think the good thing about this is that there's a coach who is adaptable and la galaxy haven't had that in a long time and there's going to be games where it's going to work out just fine as the season goes on right i just didn't think it was a good idea to do it against this seattle team but against other teams in this league right i think you know he's the kind of coach that can pull that off as the team grows into itself um as we head into you know deeper into the season well, well robert gave us a little five dollar super chat um and by the way if you want to ask a question for, for wait Vic, is, it, is for, it a fake british accent thing again? no everybody said it's sophie from dallas by the way that was when whenever it came on um but robert gave us a five dollar hey, super chat says uh thank you for all you do galaxy faithful if you could trade greg vanny for bruce arena right now would you do it sophie Oh, no, 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 I wouldn't. I like Greg. I've loved everything about his style. I love how he handles himself in the presses. He has this authoritative thing um, that that just comes across in an accessible way. Right. Uh, I don't know how that's going to evolve throughout the season, depending on what he gets from this team. But it's night and day, you guys. I think Josh and I talked about this in the last press in the last show as well. You know, the presses are different. Um, the questions, the answers, the honesty, the authenticity. Uh, I wouldn't. I love Bruce, and Bruce for me is the Sir Alex Ferguson of uh, American soccer. 
but he's he's had his he can come back maybe in three years when he's bored um, <laughs> after Greg's won a couple of championships. Yeah, I was going to say, I think right now I might even pick Greg Vanny. I love Bruce Arena. I know there was a chance for Bruce Arena at one time to come back um, and that didn't happen. Um, so that's fine. I understand that. And, and instead, now you have Greg Vanny, but you had to go searching in order to get Greg Vanny. So it was it was one of those things as well. It's the best hire that this team could have wished for because he's he's got the DNA, he's got the culture, but also is a young coach with really good ideas, Josh. Right. And, you know, he seems to have command of this team and the players and their respect. And I think it's been a long time since LA Galaxy. I don't think they've had, I don't think LA Galaxy has had that since, Bruce. Yeah, it, it feels a little bit. I mean, I feel like they have some swagger now. I'm, I'm sort yeah. of, I'm feeling that swagger. That's a good it's, word. It's not misplaced swagger either. They don't think they're the best team in the world. They're, they're not. No. They know it. And, and you know, one of the things to point out certainly is that when you look at Seattle, is Seattle is, and despite the fact that MLS and all their talking heads keep wanting to say like Seattle is going to take a step backwards or Seattle's going to do something like this. Um, however you look at it, Seattle was in the last MLS Cup, has been in multiple MLS Cups throughout the time. They are a contender. Chicharito said it today. Um, you know, Greg Vanny said it before. The last five to seven years, Seattle is the, one of the best teams in Major League Soccer. And so even right yeah. now, even though, you know, all that stuff has sort of, um, you know, sort of gone off the wayside and, and, and you know, people want to sort of discount Seattle. That's you can't do that. They are a contender for a cup this year. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So is Columbus, um, despite the fact that neither of those teams get talked about very much in terms of being the best in Major League Soccer. And so going up to Seattle for me and getting beat mm -hmm. was sort of a little rite of passage in this particular case. It was hard for Bruce Arena to uh, to go up and uh, and take care of, uh, of of Seattle whenever it came about, too. So. Um, yeah, it's it, for me. It's okay. Now, I, I don't want to interrupt too much here, Sophie, but uh, I, I believe, and I'm hopeful that it, it did work correctly. And hopefully, he's on the line here whenever I I say it. But uh, we should be joined right now by LA Galaxy midfielder Victor Vasquez. Victor, are you there? Oh, oh, hold hold on one second, Victor. Apparently, uh, all of my all of my timing and all the stuff here has uh, Look, has has not worked as as expected. Sophie, you talk for a second. I will. Let me see. I will talk to the gang because about Seattle, there were there was a time where they were perennial losers as well. Um, the Seattle Sounders, and you know they had to adapt their DNA and their culture. I mean, you know, LA Galaxy is a five star team, and they've had that winning DNA and culture um, and lost it. So. It's kind of, uh, I think maybe I've likened it before where I've said it's like staying at the Four Seasons and then you have to kind of stay, you know, at the Howard Johnson down the street. It's just, uh, it, it's, a, it's a smack in the face and it's a very difficult adapt, a way to adapt when you've been used to winning for so long. So yeah. LA Galaxy fans have every right to, to be asking and demanding um, for something better. And uh, yeah. yeah, are we good? I, I think so. Victor, can you hear us now? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. There perfect. That that was my fault. I didn't click the button to make things work. But we hear you great. You're you're on the show here. Uh, we're live with a, a whole bunch of LA Galaxy fans in the chat room as well. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to come on the show and call in, and uh, especially ahead of a, a great El Trafico. I, I guess I'll start with uh, a little bit. Is is how are you feeling? We know you came out of the the game against Seattle, maybe a little worse for wear. I wanted to know if you're you're feeling up to the game this Saturday. Yeah, I'm feeling good. It was like uh, some uh, I had uh, some sore in the doctor. I, I, I feel like uh, really tight. I'm taking care about myself uh, pretty good, and we'll see. We'll see for Saturday. But from 
uh, until now I'm feeling okay and we will decide with Greg what we're going to do, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Well, Victor, I know, you know, obviously you haven't played in, in the El Trafico, the LA Galaxy versus LAFC. I know that over your years in professional soccer, you have played in a lot of uh, derby games. Um, how, yeah. how, how, how do you sort of, how do you feel normally the, the nights before, you know, the big rivalry games? Is there, you know, a special energy to it? Do you get excited? Do you get nervous? Uh, sort of what's your mindset there? Yeah, normally you get excited because it's it's a different game. Of course, it's three more points like usual. It's a normal game, but okay, like these kind of games, it's always special because of the of the of the rival that it's uh, from the same city as is is it here, and it's something special for me. Really, I don't get nervous. I I'm really mm. I'm really excited to play these kind of games. I love to play uh, big games. I have many, many, many games on my career like this. I like play uh, in Belgium, like uh, Bruges against Anderlecht. I play also in Mexico, Cruz Azul against America, all these kind of games. Then I think for all of us, it's a, it's a big game, but it's, it's like three more points, you know? It's more about the fans, about the supporters, that they feel much more uh, like this uh, rivalry. And I think... Uh, we're going to feel that on the game because uh, we are lucky that we play at home and we play uh, for uh, for our supporters. Sophie, what do you got for Victor? Victor, you've had such an incredible impact already on this team and you come with so much experience. Um, you still feel like you look like a 20-year-old playing out there. Um, <laughs> it's incredible, your energy and your tenacity. Um, talk us through yeah. this a little bit, coming back to MLS and being reunited with Greg. Um, and that you've made such a difference to the team already. You're like a general there in midfield. Talk us through that a little bit. <laughs> no, I try to do my job. You know me already from Toronto, and uh, I think I'm trying to to bring the what you said, uh, this experience, uh, this uh, different, maybe maybe this different uh, kind of uh, way of playing that also Greg really likes, and I and I love it too because I like to play. Uh, with the ball, we like to have the ball. I think the first two games we show our identity. Uh, of course, we are building up because it's a new project, it's a new team, a lot of new players that we have to adapt to each other. But we are doing great. We are doing great. I think uh, the last game against Seattle, uh, uh, it's a game that sometimes it had to uh, had uh, to happen uh, to lose a game like this. Also to bring the 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 fit into the into the into the into the real world and I'm trying to do my best always I know Greg uh, very well he knows me very well and I I know a lot of players from from the team that I can I can adapt pretty fast to them and they can they can know me really fast too and with Chicha with Jonathan dos Santos with all these guys it's gonna be really easy for me also to to play this season and to to have fun. Victor, you, it seems like Greg gives you this role where, where you're able to find space where you can find it. It doesn't seem like maybe you have a, a certain defined role. Um, do you find that, 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 one, that's the case, that I've, that I've seen that correctly? And two is, um, you know, it, it almost seems like because you know Greg's system, it's the other guys sort of adapting around you um, and yeah. you sort of being that stable sort of, I understand the system, follow me and, and I'll lead you. Does that sort of seem correct? Yeah, it, it is. It is actually... I, 
I, I know, I, like I say, I know Greg very well, and for me it's really easy to adapt because it's the same kind of uh, way of playing and the system. For the new guys, of course, it's a new thing, and mm. all of us, we have to adapt, and I have to adapt also to my teammates. But for me, my role is pretty easy. Uh, Greg gives me a lot of freedom. He knows that I'm... Uh, I'm a player, uh, I'm a collective player, you know, I always think about the team, I always think about my teammates, I'm not thinking just about myself, I try to play for, for the strikers, to always to try to help everyone, and that's, that's the thing, I think that's why uh, it's working really well, uh, we have to continue like that, because the, the season just started, but uh, mm -hmm. we, have, we have to be happy what we are doing until now because it's a new team, like I say, new players, new project, but we are doing great. We have 6.9 of nine, and I think, uh, I think this, this, this weekend we have to, to go back to the, to the winning, to the winning uh, way. Yeah, Victor, Victor, the other thing I, I wanted to thought, you know, we, we hear so much about the locker room and whether the locker yeah. room is, is, a, is a happy place, whether, you know, everybody's getting along just from the very beginning of this season. It feels different than it has in the last three or four seasons. Uh, do you pick up on, uh, on, on a good locker room? Is this a good locker room? Is this an OK locker room? Is this a happy place to go to work? Yeah, this is it's not a happy place. It's an unbelievable place. Uh, I felt so, <laughs> so good from the first minute, honestly. Uh, I know Greg also that uh, he makes a really a really good impact the team because the last season the guys were struggling so much uh, the club also the last few years they are not doing so so good and I think now we have uh, we have the the big project ahead and also we have a big family inside the locker room and outside uh, all the guys we are having fun we come we come in the morning we put already music in the morning and 9 a.m. Uh, we are having fun with all the fishes, with all the people around the club. I think this atmosphere you can feel uh, outside on the pitch. And that's why we are trying to, trying to build for all the season. Because this kind of culture, I think, when you are happy inside the, the locker room and with your teammates and also outside of, of there, then on the field uh, you make it happen, you know? Yep, absolutely. Sophie, what do you got? I was going to say, I'm picturing some good dancers and some bad dancers right now, Josh, in that uh, locker room with the music, uh, Victor. Um, but, <laughs> um, no, I, you know, it's incredible because LA Galaxy is such a historical team in MLS. Yeah. And I just wondered what it means for you to play for them. Just from, you're a footballer, you've played around the world. What does it mean for you to, to be playing for LA Galaxy um, in MLS? Yeah. Yeah, for me it was an amazing opportunity. Even if, uh, if I'm uh, 34 years old, I think this kind of uh, chances you cannot let it go. And of course, for me it was more easy because Greg was coming here with with all his staff. I know them pretty well. But of course, if Greg wasn't coming here and the LA Galaxy called me for sure, I would come because also because of Jonathan Dos Santos, because of all the guys around here. I think it's an amazing place to be. And like you said, I think LA Galaxy is the best team in the history of the MLS. Of course, I play for Toronto. We make history with uh, Toronto. It's the only team in the MLS history that um, we make the travel. We won everything. But if you look at the whole history, LA Galaxy for sure is the best team in, the, in MLS. It's uh, it's always interesting to hear that outside perspective. Uh, Victor, I'm going to give you a question from our chat room. Uh, this is Ben, yeah. and, and Ben says, are there any young players that you are excited to see develop over this season? Yeah, of course. We have many now. I think they are, 
they are working really hard. Also, they feel the, like I said before, the good atmosphere that we have in the in the team in the locker room, and the guys like, uh, for example, now Ethan Subak is doing pretty pretty good. I think he has a lot of potential. He's working so so hard every day. He's getting the chances, and he's showing that he's capable to 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 be in the first eleven. Also, Adam Salania is doing so so good. I think he has a lot of potential and a lot of technique. He's a super technique player that I love to play with on the midfielder. With Jonah and Adam, we are doing great job. And also a lot of guys. We have like uh, also I can tell you the um, which is the Johnny that the other day right. he came in after uh, 70 minutes or so, I don't know and he was doing also like he was playing since a long time ago. I think this kind of culture that we are creating on the on the team on the club is gonna be so so good for the young guys because they don't gonna they they won't feel this this pressure now right right no no it makes a lot of sense hey victor uh all right we're, we're very glad you could join us thank you so much for stopping by we want to wish you good luck on saturday hopefully we'll see you out on the field and hopefully we'll get you on the podcast here a little bit later in the year all right great stuff okay thank you thank you so much guys all right thanks victor all right there he goes mr victor vasquez uh from the la galaxy and thank you to vicky Mercado for putting that all together for us and making that happen if i would have clicked the button the first time the right way we would have been it would have been smooth um but victor's great i mean he's so <sighs> cool i mean how can you not heart him he uh the attitude the professionalism, the application. Yeah. Um, I love the question about the um, the younger players and and hearing him talk about that too, Josh. Just really good stuff. Yeah, and by the way, the the in and out, that's a cell phone. And whenever you have a cell phone and you cover the mic with yeah. your hand, that's what happens whenever whenever it works. Yeah. So, you know. And hey. Vicky's not with Victor probably now, so she, you no. know, otherwise she could hear it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, you know, yeah. we, Victor actually called us directly. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, yeah. that was always fun. That's always fun too, whenever that happens. So no, he was great. He was, he's excellent. And we'll have him on uh, a million times over. I promise. Um, anytime he can do it, we'll do it. But, um, all right. So let's get to some of the, some of the news around and talk about some of the fun things that have happened in the last 24 hours or, or, or so. I don't know if you were paying attention and I don't think there were if you're a diehard L.A. Galaxy fan, perhaps you knew that L.A. Galaxy 2 was playing against Las Vegas Lights. And most of the time, uh, Sophie, I'm sure you like me probably a week ago. I was like, who cares? Nobody really cares about that game. It's a USL level game, which, by the way, I enjoy watching L.A. Galaxy 2, but I watch a lot of soccer, so it's not like high on my priority list to watch. But if you were paying attention, like most of the people who are listening to this podcast, I imagine, uh, mm -hmm. you you would know that Las Vegas Lights is is now an LAFC farm team, right? So L LAFC, uh, in fact, they do all their training in LA, and then they drive across the desert in order to play their games in Las Vegas, um, in order to do this stuff. It's very, it's a very weird sort of thing, and I know that there are some Las Vegas Lights fans who are not very happy about this whole thing because um, <laughs> it, it was it was really. Uh, one is Las Vegas is definitely an L.A. Galaxy town. Um, if you've ever been to Las Vegas, yeah, there are a bunch yeah. of amazing uh, L.A. Galaxy fans who do watch parties in Las Vegas all the time. So that's one thing. And two is Las Vegas Lights had sort of this quirky, fun, you know, team. And now they have a subsidiary of, <laughs> uh, of LAFC. Um, and so it was this whole thing. So anyway, the mini El Trafico was held last night, Sophie. Um, and I, I, somebody tried to make it all that it was the El Traficito, I believe, uh, was, I like that El it, Traficito. Yeah. Right, the, Sounds like the puppy bowl. Okay, sure. Well, I'll go with that. Um, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, so that was what happened. Uh, galaxy two were playing and galaxy two under junior Gonzalez 
are a good fun team to watch. So I I would tell you to definitely watch these games. They're on ESPN Plus. You can find them. Go watch them. Uh, we are actually going to start doing a monthly Galaxy 2 segment where we're going to have Christian Miles, who does the analyst side of things. You know I was going to say, I was going to say the reason why I knew that game was happening because of Christian's tweets. That's right. There you go. Yeah. 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 He's top shelf Christian. He, he's he, a good, good yeah. guy. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, and so anyway, so Christian, uh, uh, Christian has decided, has, has, uh, accepted basically to come on once a month and we'll have them and he'll talk galaxy two and tell us what we're seeing, what we're not seeing. Nice. Um, and the whole thing, but, uh, I wanted to bring this up because the, the, the predecessor, the, the precursor, the lead in to El Trafico 2021, um, was this game. Um, and it included five first team players as well. And that's important to sort of take a look at, um, because we want to see how some of these first team players are going down to galaxy two and where they're going. So Augie Williams, Kai Kareniak, Marcus for Kranis, uh, uh, Jonathan Perez and Justin Vomstig and, and Jonathan Perez obviously was, uh, I believe who uh, Victor was mentioning whenever he said uh, Johnny uh, as well. So, um, so mm -hmm. this is who played in this game. Now, first half zero, zero LA galaxy two blew some chances, uh, probably could have had scored some goals, but the second half, Sophie, the second half was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Five unanswered goals for LA galaxy two, a five, nothing shutout win in the mini El Trafico. Uh, to start off rivalry week itself, um, total of 20 shots, 10 shots on goals, five goals, um, Kai Kareniak, uh, Aguirre, Hernandez, uh, Preston Judd got uh, the fifth goal. There was an own goal by, uh, by Las Vegas Lights as well. So on the whole, Sophie, a wonderful evening of L.A. versus... LA soccer. Um, what happened at halftime? <laughs> That's what I want to know. So strange. I want to know that. I want to know what the coach said. Well, I, I want to know what happened at halftime. Ju junior, junior fired him up. Whatever he said and whatever he did, he fired him up, and uh, and that's impressive. what happened. It was it was very impressive what they were able to do. They tired out Las Vegas, and and you could see that. Um, and to be fair, Las Vegas is a team that hasn't had a bunch of. Uh, time yet with their new coach. I think six weeks, mm -hmm. seven weeks total um, in all that stuff. So they're trying to put things together. They loaned, I think, four or five players down to this game as well. LAFC did down to Las Vegas to play in this game. Um, and it's just a matter of that team not quite being ready to play yet. And But having said that, LA Galaxy 2 went out there remained undefeated uh they lost or uh, no they didn't remain undefeated they lost their first game to sacramento one to nothing and then mm -hmm. the second game they win five to nothing so not too do, bad do we know if greg does greg watch these games does he get taped do you think i think he does or, i bet he watches that, i bet he watches them live i'll be honest with you greg seems like the kind of he, he doesn't watch um he doesn't watch ted lasso we know that so he has plenty of time to to watch some of these other things so i mean you know i thought that was on. a reason to get rid of him how is he not a diamond dog yet i don't know what's he waiting for i don't know it's maybe he, we should get him a t-shirt <laughs> i think we should a, a cob diamond dog kind of t-shirt we should you know, we should figure something get him a gold, a goldfish maybe yeah um, induct him yeah <laughs> Um, but anyway, so the LA Galaxy 2 stuff, um, I love that. All, all very good. And by the way, uh, if you're excited to see where the next series of players are coming for the LA Galaxy, Sophie, you have to watch Galaxy 2 because they play good soccer. They've been in the playoffs. Uh, Junior Gonzalez has everything really pressing in the right direction. Uh, and you have to imagine that some of these guys, not all, maybe one or two, um, you know, mm -hmm. maybe three, uh, end up on the senior team. And we've seen that path 
get a little shorter in terms of LA Galaxy two to to Galaxy. So uh, some fun stuff. Five nothing. That's a that's a fun that's a fun score. Listen, when you're you know you come out in the second half when you score five goals, and especially after halftime, I love that strategically. Um, collectively, whatever the coach said at halftime, that's massive. Uh, so, and you know, I don't, I know, I know the other team is, are trying to find their way, but a win is a win, and you can only play who's in front of you. So, Absolutely. all good stuff. Absolutely. Um, Herb, by the way, little super chat, actually a big super chat, twenty five dollars. Yeah, I know Herb. Herb's a big spender. Uh, he says, hands down, best Galaxy content. Uh, shout out to Sophie. Plus, I like hearing my name on the podcast. There you go, Herb. It only costs you twenty five dollars in order Herb, to get Herb. Um, how do you pronounce his last name? Arochi. Arochi. You say it as or a, as international as you want. I don't know. I don't know. It could be I anything. Would say Arochi. Or it's I'm going to guess. Okay, guess. Go for it. I mean, Orochi sounds sounds very Italian. It could Italian. be okay. It could be okay because of the C and the H, you know? I, I but I'm going to go... I'm going to go like with the Orochi and he'll let us know, I'm sure. But what a donation. Yeah, wow, that's, that's lovely. That's that's amazing. Thank you, Herb. Appreciate that. Uh, Herb, I think you maybe you also ordered stuff from the Galaxy for, from our store today, too, because I got a notification of the ship. I haven't checked it, but I'll have to check it tomorrow whenever I ship stuff out. But you can go to cornerofthegalaxy.com, click the shop button. We have stickers and stuff like that uh, that you can go find that. So um, certainly go do that if you can. All right. Uh, past LA Galaxy 2. Now, the LA Galaxy had a media call today, which was good because it's ahead of El Trafico. You want to find out all this information about the LA Galaxy and what is going to happen. You want updates on injuries. You want updates on Kevin Cabral. You want updates on all these things. And Galaxy fans, COGers, I am here to apologize. I apologize to you because your LA Galaxy beat reporters, um, they, they didn't do any of that today. They got you none of that information. Um, it, was, it was a national media sort of scrum whenever you go with the El Trafico you're going to get a lot more people paying attention uh, it's Carlos Vela versus uh, John, uh, versus Jonathan Dos Santos and Chicharito um, that's going to attract attention uh, but not one of the beat reporters who got questions today asked about Kevin Cabral or asked about any of the injuries and as you heard we had to ask Victor Vasquez about it about his own injury his groin injury mm-hmm. and I would say that right now that seems questionable in terms of his answer there so be, hopefully I'll be ready for Saturday is not a I'm gonna be there yay um, mm-hmm. you know and and so uh, we didn't get you any of that information and that is a fundamental failure of our job and Sophie you weren't on the call so you don't get blamed. I wasn't because I, I should have been because I was watching Arsenal and I know that was a complete waste of my time. So I wish I was on the call today, but I couldn't because I, I was covering the game for TalkSport um, and stuff. So, yeah. 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 So, um, so we don't blame you. So, so, I, what ha- so what happened? Like, I mean, listen, there, there weren't bad questions. There were just some irrelevant questions overall. I mean, you know, asking Greg Vanny, I thought was was great. They asked him, uh, Damian Calhoun asked really interesting question about, you know, do you remember any of the times whenever you played for the LA Galaxy playing against San Jose? And Greg went and sort of said, you know, I'm horrible at reflecting on myself because I never remember these games and the whole deal. But Greg did tell a story about how he was called up to Sacramento because basically his first year in the league, he was sort Mm -hmm. of back and forth between like basically USL. It wasn't the USL, but like USL and LA Galaxy right? uh, back and forth. And so he got called up to Sacramento. He played a game. Uh, They got done playing that game and they called him and said, hey, you're needed down in San Jose because somebody got hurt. So you're gonna have to play tonight. 
And so then I think he drove down from Sacramento down to San Jose. And then he came on in like the 70th something minute and he ended up scoring his first goal in his galaxy career of that. And I think they ended up winning two to one over San Jose. So that was a fun, fun thing to sort of. Yeah, that's a nice anecdote. Right, right. It's a fun, nice anecdote. Um, you know, I think that that Greg sort of talked again about the loss in Seattle, um, which was, you know, are we how are we going to learn? How are we going to progress? Uh, he talked about, you know, just the, the different styles that people are playing. But I mean, he also said, you know, absolutely 100 percent they're going out there to win the game on Saturday. It's a rivalry game. He's excited to be a part of it. He's watched them before. So, I mean, all of this stuff is good. And I will post all of the uh, the the media call on Corner of the Galaxy's YouTube page whenever I, I get a chance to. It's just been a, a blinding afternoon so far. Um, but for me, the biggest and most important part of all this, Sophie, is to figure out, one, who's going to be available. And the big deal is that Kevin Cabral, um, which I don't, I, I think... Let's see. I didn't get Do you to have say a tracker it. on him. Do you have a tracker? On I, I him? don't. I was going to put one of those new Apple little tracker things that they have. We're going to just put that on Kevin so that we can find him. Um, but no, uh, he's in Los Angeles, by the way. And we have and, and we told you that yesterday on our Twitter account and went through most of the social media. So people should know about um, Kevin Cabral being in Los Angeles. But here's what we don't know. We don't know when he got here. All right. We don't know how long his quarantine is. There is a possibility, a small, a small one, you know, infinitesimal, that he could be available to play on Saturday. I don't think that's the case, but we don't know the answer to that question, and so it would have Nobody been. Nobody asked that. Nobody no. asked. Nope, not one. No one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not the PR department's uh, PR department's fault in any way. No. Nope. Just nobody asked the question. Nobody asked the question again. They. In, in the search for national news, right? And there were more national outlets, so that means fewer questions to the quote-unquote beat reporters, although there were plenty of beat reporters who got questions too, so I'm not letting them off the hook. In our in our focus on the El Trafico, we forgot to find the details, which were what is, you know, there was questions about Zlatan Ibrahimovic. We talked about uh, we talked about that, right? Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos was, was quoted in Spanish uh, uh, saying, what are these, and you can't swear, so do the PG version of it. No, well, it was they were asking about um, a le- uh, leader, yep. you know, um, and the difference between Chicharito and Zlatan, I think, was where it was at. And uh, Jonah responded by saying that if the younger players made a mistake, they knew that Zlatan would literally um, have a go at them. Right. And he mentioned something about things that would happen like with you, your pants. Like you would poop in your pants. Perhaps. There you go. Yes. There, there you yeah. go. That's... I didn't want to. I don't want. I didn't want to be. Re- Someone was betting already in chat that I was going to say the S word, and I did not. Even when given the opportunity and set up well, to say it, well, I, I, uh, let, I did myself proud. There. Let, let me just tell you that over here in this household, we're up to our elbows and poop. So <laughs> I am. I am well aware of the poopiness of uh, of everything that's going on. But yeah. But I mean, why is Zlatan? I mean, I get Zlatan coming up because it's uh, El Trafico, and right. let's be honest. He was the guy that put it on the map from mm-hmm. a rivalry perspective that intensified um, over a period of time, right, Josh? I mean, there's no denying that from his arrival on that wonder goal, the comeback. I mean, all of it. The guy set it up uh, to the point where he really was and still is loathed by LAFC fans. Yes. Um, so I, I get why he came up. 
But was that the again? Was that the important angle on the whole thing? I mean, there was lots of chicharito. It's, it's the clickbait angle, isn't I know. it? It, it? It's just it's not that's proper. It's not proper team reporting, right? And that's my that's my criticism is that if you were covering a team and listen, everybody has their articles to write, right? Everybody has their angle on how they're trying to cover this, and most of those those that got questions have more of a national angle than probably a local angle, right? But if you get the questions to people who cover the team day in, day out, and again, not their fault. I was in and out and couldn't couldn't be there. I failed everybody. That's what I said. Um, uh, I failed everybody. It, is that, you know, you, you should still be able to ask those questions. And it's just one of those things. If this was a normal press conference, if this was after training or something like that, the question would have been asked 100% um, because of like... Yeah, but also, Josh... Mo uh so many of those people wouldn't be in that presser, right? I like mean, me. we see the difference. Like, like me, but, I wouldn't have been but there no, either. But the, the, the truth is, though, we see the difference yes. um, when certain games happen mm -hmm. and, and who's present and, and who isn't. And some of the times those that are always there and can't be present have someone covering for them or there's, you know, people have lives and they've got lots of things to do. But um, it's so it's so different once the national media gets involved in a game like this because their, their questioning doesn't get into the deep roots of the club, the players, what's going on, because truly they don't really know, you know, they can, don't. Can, can I tell you what is basically unanswered at this point is can Derek Williams play in this game? He came out at halftime against Seattle with a knock. We know that. Uh, Victor Vasquez would have been a question that we would have asked, which was, you know, how is his groin? Do you think he's going to play? Chicharito got his foot stepped on. Now, he talked today, so you are there's an assumption that he's fine and he'll play. That's the mm -hmm. assumption. They usually don't let injured people talk, okay? So that's one of the things. Um, and then Adam Saldana only trained for one day last week, and mm -hmm. so is he available today? Now, all every single one of those players has an effect on what the starting lineup could be come Saturday and whether or not the LA Galaxy have, quote unquote, you know, the best team available against a very good LAFC team. So those are all mm -hmm. pertinent questions that we don't have answers to and that we're going to be left to guessing about until the lineup comes out on Saturday. Yeah, maybe so, we should phone Vicky. I already tried. I, I did ask the question. I said, hey, can you know, can you find out? So we'll see if we get any answers from that. I know she'll do her best to, to try and find that out. Yeah, so I, but, but it's a true what you say, because as you build up to the game, you want when you're writing your articles and you have the assessments, you want to be you want it to be as close to what you think is going to happen or the team that the coach is going to pick. And so when that's not clear, it's very difficult to kind of be able to give that total turnkey perspective right yeah. so uh, i i hear you and 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 you're right like lafc i know they've had their injury issues too mm -hmm. and they haven't got off to their you know a, an insanely positive start but they still have a lot of unknowns in their team this season yep. and and they're still um lethal you yep. know going forward yep um and i know carlos is uh, it's going to be a game time decision with him yep uh, so we don't quite know, but Diego Rossi will play in that game. Yeah, he start, he played the last game, so he, yeah. he should be fine to do that. Um, let's go a little bit to this as well. This is, goes to the Kevin Cabral thing, and and so um, Kevin Cabral, as I said, he's in Los Angeles. We don't know what his quarantine status is. We don't know if he was fully vaccinated before he came and therefore might have a shorter quarantine, which is a possibility. Um, mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of things that are possibilities, but we don't have the answers to that. But one of the things that has certainly plagued the LA Galaxy in this offseason is the... 
slowness at which the LA Galaxy have brought players in from international uh, duties afar, right? So, um, you know, uh, Victor Vasquez, that one seemed like it was pretty quick. That wasn't a problem. Jonathan Bond wasn't an issue because he had a U.S. passport, so that was a little faster than than most of those. Uh, we know that Sam Grancieux, um, that perhaps he took a little bit longer than normal to eventually get into camp. Remember, he didn't join the team until I think they were in Arizona and got to play a little bit in the last game. Um, so he took a little bit longer. But uh, Paul Kennedy, uh, who, the great Paul Kennedy, I should say, um, if, you've, if you follow things and, and look at a whole bunch of things, uh, uh, tweeted out this New York Times article um, and he says anyone needing immigration matters process soccer teams for example is facing unprecedented delays in April mm-hmm. 75% of US consulates were totally or partially closed due to COVID lockdowns now I, I retweeted this and said yes LA Galaxy this is this means you too right this is this is applicable this is one of the reasons that it took so long to get Kevin Cabral in plus a clerical error throw a clerical error in there as well Sophie and then you have an even longer delay right <laughs> so um so you have that stuff and it could lead to a lengthy sort of uh process to bring in uh Sega Kulabala as well um, from the same same general area, although we don't know if they're mm-hmm. using the same consulate, right? Multiple consulates around um, around different countries, so you never know which one exactly they're using. Um, but this is a problem. This has been a problem. We knew it was a problem, but Galaxy fans seem to think that it only affects them, and they can give other examples, but it really is a case-by-case basis, uh, and certainly coming out of France again, unfortunately, for, for Sega Koulibaly after uh, Kevin Cabral, seems like that might be a little bit longer of a process. Yeah, I mean, is this a COVID issue or is this just a backlog of immigration issue or a combination of the two? Because immigration has always been a complete nightmare. I mean, it's I mean, have uh, as someone who's been through this entire process. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, and, you're not from here? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe someone will send five bucks and we'll find out. OK, good um, for you. But, uh, you know, so it's I, I totally get it. Now, does that help the team? Not really. Um, because the integration and then, you know, they haven't even started training yet, let alone, you know, get involved and be part of everything that's going on a, on a day-to-day basis. But the good news is, is that it's a long season, right? Yeah, right. So there's going to be moments and times where this is all going to come to fruition. It's just going to be just fine. I think the anticipation of new signings, you want them immediately. You want to know what they can do, what they can deliver, um, how they're going to, you know, affect the team, be part of the team. But it'll all it'll all come out in the wash eventually, and there's going to be plenty of time for these players to have an impact this season. Yeah, I think so. I'm not overly concerned. Again, it's just three games in. We're hopeful that we will see, um, you know, Sega Koulibaly make it over. We're hopeful that that Kevin Cabral can make, you know, maybe perhaps an appearance um, in the next game after the LAFC game. So that's something to sort of watch and and we can keep an eye on. So there's a lot of stuff I think to be positive about. There's a lot of things that that are still going to happen, and we talked about this on Monday's show. Give this team five or six weeks, Sophie, and it's going to look like a different team. There's You're going to get guys like Derek Williams, hopefully 100% back. You're going to get guys maybe perhaps like Sega Kuobale, who are then starting in defense. You're going to get guys like Kevin Cabral, who then moves Sebastian Legette back into the center next to Victor Vasquez with Jonathan Dos Santos and moves Adam Saldana to the bench, perhaps. Right. So there's all these things that are going to start happening with that starting lineup as soon as they can get the quote unquote all of their, you know, starters and everything like that. So Right. And uh, also Greg's gonna develop his team over a period of time. He's he's gonna know who's gonna work for him and who isn't. And so the, this team is just at the beginning of the Greg inception. Um we're nowhere near close to this team being 
what he wants it to be in his image. And um, yeah, so I think it's just a matter of time before that comes to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. So um, anyway, no, we have we have it's an interesting sort of part to do all this and to sort of to to take a look at it. Now, here's a great question that I think uh, came in from the chat. and It's a five dollar super chat. Um, And so uh, we'll we'll do our best to 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 give this a good answer. Uh, Everything LA Galaxy says great content. Who do you guys think will be the most important player for the Galaxy on Saturday. Now, for me, that's an interesting question, at least. Because my, my brain fires off immediately and I go, well, I know who I know who I would like that to be um, almost immediately. And he was just on this show. But if he's not available, then then where does, does my mind go? Because I'm not 100... I don't feel confident that Victor Vasquez is going to be available on Saturday right now. No. Is is um, Legette back? He is. Legette will be back for this game. Okay, so he could have an impact and he's going to be the type of player that's going to have a say in this kind of game. He's going to have a point to prove. He'll probably have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder as well. I agree with you. Victor's been the most important person, important person, important player for the Galaxy so far this season. Um, He's been just so commanding and confident and he's added this calmness in midfield to the point where I think Jonah needs to step up. He needs a big game. Yes. He needs to start putting in a shift. And I know that he's got some issues. He and he does. talked about that today, didn't he, mm-hmm. in the presser? He did. Um, Josh. Uh, and uh, it was about the inflammation, but then he talked about mobility as well, didn't he? Yeah. So so that was interesting. I th- he, uh, Jonah only answered, he only took questions in Spanish. He only answered questions in Spanish. He's, he's breaking my heart every time he does this because I, I need to step in because you know what happened last time when he tried to do that. I, yeah. Yes. And, and that's the whole, you know, usually we can persuade him out of it. Um, he speaks yeah. wonderful English. I, I really wish he would do it more. I, I, you know, we can't force anybody to do anything, but Jonathan Dos Santos is a voice that I think everybody needs to hear. And he speaks very good English, probably better yeah, than I do most of the time. Um, so, so I'd love to have him, but he was talking about how he has mobility issues in his ankles and that the cramping isn't coming from not eating a banana. All right. And, and not having his, you know, sodium levels where they're supposed to be. It's literally, well, I guess like a biomechanical or the way his body works right now, the way that he is running is causing these cramping issues. Right. And so uh, it was really interesting in our discord. We have some, some, uh, nurses, um, that, that do a lot of physical therapy and some different things. And, and somebody was saying, you know, you can actually go to a coach who will teach you how to run differently if that's a that's a problem. But, you know, it could be a complication maybe from his hernia surgery. There's a whole bunch of different things that could be, um, you know, leading to this. But the bottom line is it's not as simple as eating a banana before the game. Um, that seems that seems pretty clear. No, but it's it's concerning, right? It's it's concerning. This is the type of stuff that over a period of time wear and tear on a player wears and tears on their heart and soul. And this is where I'm not saying players go into early retirement, but if he can't play at optimal level, I mean, he's got a lot of things that he needs to work on. And and these issues don't help that he hasn't been performing well. He hasn't been as prolific. Yes, he's come back from injury. But I think this is a really important season for Jonah. And in a in a Greg Vanny team, I think that he could really shine and, and he and Victor could be this steal in midfield. Um but we we just haven't. I can't remember the last time he had a really great game. I it, can't. It wasn't this season, and and it probably wasn't last season because he was injured so much last season. Mm-hmm. So I mean, do you have to go back to uh, the 2019 season where he was absolutely one of the reasons the LA Galaxy did as well as they did in 2019? 
um, and was was earning every bit of his you know designated player quote unquote DP pay. Um, you know, there's there was talk so much, and and we've so we've so talked about this before, but you know, possibly extending him as a TAM player now comes into question, right? Because if you you can't have him as a healthy player, then really it might not help to have him on the team at all, even at a, at a TAM discount. Do you remember a few seasons ago? I can't remember how long it was, but I said to you, he's a bit overrated for me. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and we went back and forth on that, right? Um, he, I believe there are certain players where their last name kind of makes up for the deficiencies they may have in a season or the lack of uh, performances they have in a season. And Jonah is so likable. He's such a good guy. He's got such a great character right. that when he does well, you re- I mean, you root for him when he doesn't and, and does well. And I, I think there's nothing more LA Galaxy fans would love this season than to see him shine. Right. You know, and it would be great to see him shine, to see um, Chicharito shine. You've got Carlos Vela doing his thing at LAFC. You've got these kind of monster Mexican players um, who are legacy players. Um, but I think he owes the Galaxy a great season. Yeah. And I hope it's this season. Well, I mean, if he can do it, if he can physically do it right now, because now we're almost yeah, talking about, absolutely. about the inability to do physical things. And if so, if he can physically do it, um, then uh, you'd want to see him. And by the way, if he can physically do it, he probably earns himself another contract with the LA Galaxy. I mean, it's, 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 I know you would have to sit, but if he can physically do it and there's no problems with it, then you sit there and say, okay, well, he's a TAM player and maybe you can make him a TAM player. You, you do just that Galaxy get a designated player spot open. That makes a lot of flexibility with the team. And you have a guy who has shown, I'm not saying it's a five-year contract. I'm saying it's a one or two-year contract and he gets another contract if he wants it. Right. Or if he wants to go to Mexico and play there, he can play in Mexico. Or if he wants to retire, he can retire. He's sort of in that decision thing. If he yeah. can physically do it and have the season that you and I both think that uh, or both hope that he will really because he's such an integral part to this. If he plays well, if Victor Vasquez plays well, if Sebastian Legette plays well, all of a sudden you have a, you know, L.A. Galaxy midfield that is absolutely capable of being one of the best in Major League Soccer. Yeah, I think I think Legette's a little bit underappreciated. By the way, this is my leather chair making these noises. Sure, not me. it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think Sebastian's underappreciated, not only for the national team, but sometimes I think in this team. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he's every player has ups and downs, but I think what he he's a he never stops working for the team, like he never gives up. And and I believe that Greg Vanny will gravitate to Legette a lot and have him become a focal point for him in this particular team. And people, uh, certain players need to step up this season because it's a totally different coaching regime. And if you're not delivering, you're not going to get picked just because of the name of on the back of your shirt. It's just right. not going to happen. Yeah. And so, and I feel for Jonah because of those injuries, it's a very difficult situation um, that he's in because he's also probably putting pressure on himself to get out there yeah. and play because yeah. of, what people like me say. Yeah. I, I don't think he listens to us. I'll be honest with no. you. No, no. He's, well, he's, just, yeah. he's way he too smart. He's way he too smart maybe, for that. No. Maybe Victor could put in a good word. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Victor's <laughs> going to go back and listen to this. That's, his, that's high on his priority list too. <laughs> I, I always think that's funny. It's like, you know, for the most part, um, I, I would hope that people don't listen to us, right? I mean, that's like, please, you have better things to do with your professional soccer uh-huh. career than than listen to 
to us um, as it goes. If but they've listened to this while I've uh, Chicharito would never speak to me ever again after last season. <laughs> that's for sure. I was going to say that, that, Hey, I've had to, you know, I, I throw it way back, whatever I wait when I first started this 2009, maybe in 2010, something like that. Uh, Mike McGee got brought in by Bruce arena and for whatever reason, everything Mike McGee did, I just hated. I was like, what is this guy doing? Who is this guy? He's horrible. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be on this team, blah, blah, blah. I would just rail on Mike McGee over and over and over again. And uh, I'll never forget. He started playing and and then like he really started playing well. And then you get into the playoffs and Mike McGee turns into, you know, Mr. Oh, he's such a great oh. guy as well, though, too. And, and like, he, you're yeah, dragging he's, on him. He's, he's amazing, right? And I'm just I was dragging him for like a whole season. Just like, oh, this is Bruce needs to get rid of. Him. What is he on the field for the whole deal? And Mike is Mike. And obviously, you know, you know what happened and how wrong I was at that particular time. And I remember I ran into him at an event. Um, it was funny, you know, the the black and gold uh, L.A. Galaxy kit. Whenever it got released, they released that at the Grammy Museum on the roof of the Grammy Museum in downtown LA and uh and I went to that unveiling and I ran into uh Greg Burhalter and that's where Greg Burhalter told me that he was going to retire at the end of that season um and then uh I ran into Mike McGee there as well and I went up to Mike and I'm like hey I'm Josh blah, blah, blah. I was nobody at the time so nobody knew who I was I was just a po- some podcaster who didn't have any access to anything and I just went up I'm like hey man I just gotta say I've been railing on you for like a year and uh I was wrong I was wrong. You were right. I was wrong. It was great. Like the whole deal. And he was just like, oh man, I don't care. It's like, yeah, because why would he? He doesn't listen to me, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's, no. that was the whole thing. There, so No, no. I think people overestimate thinking that players read everything. They they don't. They can't. They can't. No. It would drive you crazy. Can you imagine yeah. somebody critiquing you at your job or like me was, well, Josh did sit at that desk for an extra 10 minutes a day and just you, pondering, you know, his navel. I was. A, you mean you don't sit and re, uh, reread um the live chat no, after a show? No, no, no. I let that go. I let that go. The live chat's great during the during the chat, but after that, no, no, no gracias. I'm good. All right. Uh, we're getting towards the end of the show. Let's get you to uh, just a couple more things I want to update. Just want to go over the standings one more time real quick before we get any of this. Uh, as it stands right now, the LA Galaxy are fifth in the Western Conference. LAFC are sixth in the Western Conference, so they stack right on top of each other. The LA Galaxy have six points uh, through three games. LAFC have five points through three games. So um, that's where we're sitting with the LA Galaxy and uh, and where they're going to be uh, for the rest of uh, of this you know week until they play LAFC. So uh, a win here by either team does vault them over you know the other, and this is quote unquote the six point game, um, and it's an important six point game for that as well. So uh, Sophie, before we get into this game, before we dive in, we reached out to our good friend the Hammer, uh, and we said, "Hey Hammer, we absolutely one hundred percent need to have." a game preview from you for El Trafico, and he has obliged us as he normally does once again. So, Sophie, if you're ready, I'm ready to let uh, the hammer take it over for a little bit. Are you good? All right, good. I, I, I think you're on mute. You should you should unmute yourself there. Oh, yeah, don't worry. Muted myself because I have the sniffles. I'm getting a bit of a cold, I think. Yes. So. I was sniffling and I I did and I didn't think I had a hanky. Yes. So yeah. So, but you got one. I thought you, yeah. I thought you were gonna get the dog. I, did, I, thought, I, found I, one. I thought Vinny was gonna come out and you're just gonna wipe your nose with Vinny. Well, I you know I mean I would have hoped he would have noticed that Mum was in trouble here and help you out a little bit. It's like yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. the but guy. I'm always ready for the hammer. Okay, so if you're ready, I'm ready. So uh, here we go, a little hammer time. El Trafico is back, baby, and it's time to believe. Do you know what the happiest animal on Earth is? It's a goldfish because they've got the shortest memory. 
be a goldfish LA Galaxy and let's get back to winning ways this Saturday at Dignity Health Sports Park against our heated crosstown rivals LAFC. This season is still very young and a little adversity may be just what the Galaxy needed last week. An MLS season is a lot like riding a horse. If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. And speaking of hitching a ride, if you're heading down to the stadium, don't forget that on El Traficos we wear white, otherwise you can't sit with us. Sure, it would have been cool to wear a community kit, but at the same time there's something a lot worse than wearing white at home, and that's being a chuggy LAFC fan who complains how the black jerseys made them play worse in the heat. Next up is Chicharito. I am once again asking you to bang in some goals in front of the home crowd and in front of a national audience. Show them that football is life. You're the real Mexican superstar Javier, not some dude who faked an injury so badly that his coach accidentally subbed him off the field. And speaking of putting out the candle, let's get our back line in order. Let's help Jonathan Bond secure a clean sheet for the first time this season. And you may see a galaxy that's leaking goals, but I smell potential. So let's make sure we come out of this game like my mother's bathing suit, in one piece, because we all know that those bodies are a lot like veiled rice. If they're not warmed up properly, something really bad can, ha can happen. So let's go out like Willie Nelson on a high, because I believe in hope, I believe in believe, Let's go, LA Galaxy. Let's show these guys that LA is blue, white, and gold. All right, there we go. A little, a little hammer time for everybody. I hope everybody, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that. I mean, you know, it's not every day you get a hammer, so that, that's yeah. good. You're gonna have to do, you know, like a. There's, um, you know, how people get together and they get calendars and stuff like that. I don't know what it is, but you're gonna have to put. I mean, maybe it's an NFT. Maybe the hammer. <laughs> he, can, he can sell his game previews with NFTs. I want to know how much how much would you pay for that hammers? This is a chat room question. How much would you pay for the hammers <laughs> pregame? Um, and, and in particular, this one where he forgot that his mic wasn't connected correctly. And that so was epic, yeah, it was always, always great whenever we whenever we put those together. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a great idea. We should NFT hammer. I mean, we himself. should NFT hammer totally and, yeah. and maybe put goldfishes in it somehow now because I, it's, it's the symbolic animal of cog. Yes, absolutely. It is. Um, if yeah. we could get a little goldfish <laughs> animation where it looks like we're doing it. Uh, I like, did you, did you like two through the green screen? It looked like there was his, his head was bulging. I, I couldn't remember if it was, it was happening when he was talking about LAFC, right. but it was bolt. There were bulges. Well, his ears also disappear. All right. His ears also, which is always, uh, always crazy. Uh, by the way, feel the berm says he'd pay 420 doge coin, uh, for, for hammer. <laughs> there you go. Ben says $3 50 cents. Uh, so three and a half dollars hammer, which, by the way, I think is overpaying by 50 cents, if I'm being honest, Ben. Um, so anyway, so that's where we sit. Uh, if you go into this game, um, it's it, it's a historic one, and it has had such a small, short window, Sophie, but, you know, Zlatan has been there. Uh, Carlos Vela has been there. Uh, all the things that you look at. The LA Galaxy, by the way, and every time I look up the stat, because every time we get ready to play LAFC, I'm like, okay, I have to, uh, you know, sort of study up. Um the LA Galaxy are still undefeated at home against LAFC. LAFC has never beaten the LA Galaxy at home. Yeah. That is on the line this weekend whenever they play Saturday. That's important to remember. It's very important. And, you know, at first there was more to it than that, right? Because it was like they could just never find a way to beat LA Galaxy, period. Um, they were able to combat that in that playoff game. That game was ridiculous, by the way. Yep. It, it, 
Um, and then, you know, to have that home record, I think is really important. So they're going to want to preserve that. There's going to be some pride to preserve that. And the longer that goes on, the more it gets into LAFC's mental as well. So yeah, it's huge. The, I mean, look, it, it, is it too premature to say at this point in the season, this game is huge. I think these particular games at home, mm-hmm. you've got to win these games. Yeah. Um, you just have to. Yeah, it, dropping points at home is not a good recipe. So for the LA Galaxy, you want to see them get all three points. If they're at home, if they're on the road somewhere, I am more of the opinion you walk out with a point and usually you're in a pretty good situation. If the Galaxy would have walked out with a point against Seattle, I think everybody would be jumping up and down and, you know, already counting their MLS Cup for this 100%. year if, if that happened. But it, I don't expect teams to win on the road. I expect teams to, and even Bruce Arena, we said this on Monday, even Bruce Arena when he went up to Seattle, Sophie, used to struggle against Seattle. Seattle's a oh, difficult yeah. place to play, and so getting a point is fine. But here, against LAFC, again, this game, uh, coming up 5 p.m. Pacific time on Fox. F-O-X Fox, not FS1, not any of those. Channel 11, where I'm at, uh, in case you want to know. So it's on the lower numbers uh, uh, where we're going. So this is over-the-air Fox, Saturday, May 8th, is when the game kicks off. Uh, Galaxy 2-0-1, Sophie's two wins, one loss. Um, and by the way, I am abiding by MLS's new, I'm going to screw up the wins, draws, losses, things that they're doing, um, or wins, lo- wins, draws, losses. Yes. Uh, and LFC are one, two and O. Oh, so one win, two draws. Uh, they beat Austin at home to start the season. They drew with Seattle one-to-one at home. They drew with Houston, uh, one-to-one on the road. So, uh, that's been LAFC's, uh, mark so far there. And by the way, uh, as a total team, uh, LAFC has scored four goals and Chicharito has five. So yeah. just that was just a they fun. haven't got off to a good start. They've had some injuries. It's not been, um, you know, they've not had impact yet. Um, and I think they're finding their feet, too. They're going through a transition year a little bit as well. Um, so I think this game is there for LA Galaxy to exploit, especially if Carlos Vela doesn't start. I mean, the guy's so important to that team. He really is. And so is Diego Rossi. And and he, even though he's back now, um, there's an element, an ingredient missing when Vela isn't playing for this squad. And you have to ask yourself, who, where are the goals going to come from if Vela isn't playing? And I think that's the difference the LA Galaxy have, because I think Lejet could get a goal. You know, um, you've got Chicharito now who's on form, but they they, they seem to have more options. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. Um, whenever you look at it, I, I think I went uh, LA Galaxy are four three and two all time. Uh, they're undefeated at home against LAFC in four matches, three one and zero. Oh. Um, we talked about Carlos Vela being doubtful or at least a game day decision for Bob Bradley. Uh, I don't know that you you know I know Hammer sort of gave Vela a little shtick in his thing where he said you know uh, the guy faked an injury so bad that he had his sub uh, he had his coach sub him, but Vela apparently was very upset that Bob Bradley subbed him and was so upset now that he hasn't played since then. He's got 22 minutes on the year. And the last time Vela came back against the LA Galaxy, he ended up injuring himself and, yeah. and, and hurting himself for a little bit longer. So, I mean, you know, if you're if you're LAFC, I don't know that you risk him in this game away on the road. For me, it's not worth it um, just in that. So I, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I know everybody wants Chicharito and, and Vela to play against each other, just like they wanted Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard to play against each other. And they build it Gerrard versus Lampard. And neither of those dudes played. So, no, uh, yeah, no. I mean, one definitely had a better, you know, MLS 
Korea. <laughs> I was going to say good good use uh, of quotation marks there. Yeah, um, than the other. And, and yeah, no, I, I don't think they'll take risks. I mean, they just won't. He's the asset. He's the crown jewel. Um, right. He's the apple of their eye. So, I mean, would it would would there be pressure from broadcasters and sponsors? And yes, everyone feels that. But at the end of the day, if the player isn't fit, he can't play. I mean, that's it's always the player's fitness comes first. Can but it would be a shame if Vela isn't playing while the game is on Fox. Yeah. Channel 11 channel, here. Channel 11 in, in, in the COG boudoir here. Um, here's the crazy stat. So of those nine meetings, mm-hmm. the two teams have combined to score 47 goals, wow. which averages 5.22 goals per game. So if you did, this is the problem with trying to predict this game. And I, I'm telling you right now, I feel good about the LA Galaxy. I like that they're coming off the loss in Seattle. I like that they, hopefully that gave them a little bit of understanding of the things that they needed to get better at because LAFC is going to test them in a lot of a lot of the ways that I think Seattle did. Um, and so for me, I feel really good about this. But having said that, 47 goals in nine games over five goals per game means that yeah. you can't predict which way this is going to go. No, and I've been to I've been at a couple of LAFC games because I've covered some stuff for Talksport, and the Austin Austin did really well. I mean, uh, credit to them, you know, being a brand new a brand new team as well. They're a bit weak at the back, and mm-hmm. they have some they have some frailties on the flanks as well. You can definitely, you know, with the pace that LA Galaxy has, I think they can expose that. Um, I think this is going to be another high scoring game. Uh, and the other day I was thinking, I don't know why it popped into my head, but I was thinking I fancy like a four, four, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, something, something like that because both teams have frailties at the back. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, but- and they have players that can, you know, bang in goals as well. But you look at LAFC and they've allowed uh, just two goals in their first three games, whereas the LA Galaxy have allowed seven goals in their first three games. I mean, there's there's more worries, I think, right now about the LA Galaxy defense. But I agree with you that LAFC... But with better teams, um, better teams, Josh, um, LAFC will get punished over a period of time if they carry on. I, I just, I think they're, they're, they'll find their feet. They'll get better as the season goes on, for sure. But with a better finisher, um, you know, I think I think they have that vulnerability. They could leak more goals. Yeah. I think they've been a bit lucky on that front. Yeah, I think maybe maybe you're right. Um, again, a one-one draw in Houston is not horrible. Uh, Diego Rossi, obviously, uh, a, a very important center. But it's been Corey Baird who's had two goals so far this season, who's sort of their goal scoring yeah, leader. Uh, you have Atuesta. He's the guy that I want to focus on because if you look at the passing charts, if you look at everything that happens for LAFC. Atuesta is at the center of it all, and he is. I think he's the engine that really keeps uh, LAFC sort of pointed in the right direction for me. Is that a? Do you think that's fair? A hundred percent. And with Vela and Rossi out in the first game, I mean, he stepped up, and there's something about this player that I think that if he wanted to, he could play in Europe. He's a really good player. He's got a lot of talent. He's fearless, um, and he believes in himself. You know, and there's that. I think sometimes Rossi and Vela get all the plaudits and the credits, but he is integral to this team and helped them tick over, um, you know, definitely without their key, their key men at the, at the very start of this, uh, of this season, 
He's impressive, Atuesta. He really is. Yeah, I, I can also uh, I can also uh, bring up passing networks and sort of looking at that. And again, uh, number twenty is Atuesta and just where he is um, and in the center of everything. And you can see that so far, at least average positions. If you're looking at the chart, it's it's a very narrow LAFC team, but without. Vela sort of stretching out into the wide areas, you would expect that to be the case. So uh, I think if the Galaxy do get some some Carlos Vela in this game, that again, what Seattle did in terms of being able to burn around the corners is something that LAFC can do as well. So it's it's important for the LA Galaxy to sort of uh, keep an eye on yeah. everything. I mean, Vela creates spaces for everybody else when he's playing because he takes two players with him at minimum every single time he gets the ball. So it's a great point, Josh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sicken Eric Design says uh, we should Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne, you want to sign Kevin De Bruyne? Sure, fine. I'll take him. Okay, for $5, <laughs> I'll take... I mean, how much, you know, how much... Is, it's a great What's idea. What's a player? What's yeah. a player? I mean, if City win the Champions League, De Bruyne's in for the Ballon d'Or, surely. Yeah. Um, and Kevin yeah. will be... Will sort of be... His head will sort of get bigger. Um, Kevin Baxter, that is, you know, his Man City fan. His Man City blue oh, uh, Mustang. Goodness gracious. What are we going to do with him if they win the Champions League? Nothing good. That's for sure. Nothing yeah, good. Nothing um, good will come of it. Yeah, nothing absolutely. Good. So so we get to this game. Uh, you know, we've talked about it. Uh, it. It's tough to predict lineups in this particular case, not knowing injury status for people. Uh, if Derek Williams <laughs> if Derek Williams can start, I imagine that he will, and he'll start in that center next to Steris. I think Julian Araujo will be at the right back position. I don't think Greg Vanny is going to really try to venture past that right now. Um, I think that you're going to find uh, Viafania on the left. We'll, ta- we'll take off the easy ones. Uh, Jonathan bond and goals so there okay i've got i've got through some of those um williams is a question mark if it's not williams it's Depew, and so there and that's that's solved and that's over with uh jonathan dos santos seems like he's fine sebastian legette is is fine i want to see what they do i would really like to see cameron dunbar get a start on the left hand side and put sam grincia over on the right hand side just so you can put everybody in their proper positions Mm -hmm. um and so if that if vasquez can play then it's legit vasquez and jonathan dos santos vasquez can't play then it's legit jonathan dos santos and adam saldana for me as long as saldana Mm -hmm. can play because he's an injury question that we didn't get an answer on either um so then grincia on the right uh you have uh dunbar on the left or the right you can switch those two don't care and chicharito up top so that for me is sort of the the tree in my head of lineups that i see could greg yeah i would agree with that could greg vanny do something different yes he could uh, Efrain Alvarez, perhaps again? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm a huge Efra fan, but uh, need to take a beat and figure that out a little bit. Yeah, uh, not in this game. This is this is a different. This is a game that whenever they, whenever the Galaxy first played against LAFC the first time in 2018, the Zlatan game, the 4-3 game, mm-hmm. where throughout that entire first half the LA Galaxy were like two steps slow to everything. The speed of the mm-hmm. game was too much for most of the guys to handle. Um, I expect that that's going to be similar in this game. That the speed of the game is going to be lightning quick to start this game uh, yep. with LAFC looking to do what they always do, which is jump on people early. Even when they have the ball or don't, you know, when they have the ball, they want to shift gears pretty quickly. When they don't have the ball, they want to press and be intense about it. And um, and they're relentless. And so, yes, 100 percent on both sides of the ball on on that front. I think the key to this, too, is going to be the goalkeepers, um, because I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for shots on goal. Uh, I think, you know, both goalkeepers are going to be key. Uh, and you don't really talk about that a lot because everyone's talking about the Chicharito Vela 
um, competitiveness and how everyone wants to see that. But I think the goalkeepers are going to play a major part in in, in this uh, in this game. It's going to be really important um, for them to to be confident, and um, so we'll see. We'll see. There's going to be a lot of offensiveness in this in this match. It's going to be chippy. Uh, they're going to be angry. There's going to be. Oh, who's going to get a red card? Oh, usually, usually I'd say um, that it is uh, on the LAFC side. I believe they've gotten the last red card in, in this. So um, away, uh, possibly trying to uh, force the issue, possibly trying to slow things down. Um, yeah, maybe we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I always feel like there's going to be 13 or 18 yellow cards, um, but there's never going to be that like red card, red card. Uh, but we'll see if it, if what, what happens. I, the, that to me, it's Alan Chapman as the, as the referee, he likes to give out cards. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody gets two yellows or a red in this game. It, it could get really chippy, you know, um, for sure. And, and hopefully it won't be decided on something like that. No, you know, I, I, no I don't. I don't want a PK. Shame. I don't want PKs. No. I don't want any of that. No. Let's let's see these two teams play, um, you know, flat out. And, and by the way, Joe says, you know, use Zubac as a as a super sub. Absolutely, use him as a super sub. He's the Chicha whisperer. Everybody knows this. He's the one who who. They, would you use him as a sub, or would you start him in this game too? You could, right? But I really want to out see of it. the players you you mentioned. Mm-hmm. He could start in place of Dunbar. That's that's where he fits in. I mean, in. and he, doesn't he deserve it? I mean, I'm I'm a Dunbar. I like Dunbar. I'm a fan. Right. I I hope he gets more chances this season. But Zubak has been. He's you he, know, he's not important. a ni- he's not a ninety minute guy. One, that's for me. That's why I wouldn't. That's okay. And two is he's a change of pace when he comes in, right? I like him with fresh legs against tired people than I do fresh legs against fresh legs. So for me, absolutely bring him in in the second half. Yeah, make that sub early though if that's going to be the situation. Give 60? him enough time to settle into it. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give him thirty minutes where he gets you know ball out. Um, and by the way, whenever he comes on, a lot of times that does precipitate you know an adjustment into a four four two as well. So that changes the shape of the LA Galaxy whenever you do that. So um, that's a way to sh- to change things. The the one thing that I will say throughout Seattle, throughout New York, and throughout Miami is Greg is proactive right? He's usually not reacting to something else somebody is doing. Now against Seattle, that cost him, right? Because he tried to be proactive with the change. He tried to do some things and it didn't work. Um, But he at least was like, we're going to, we're going to fix this at halftime. And then he switched things and the galaxy were much better coming out of the the second half. So, um, so he lose that. So, you know, I expect Greg will use all five subs um, or at least four of them. Uh, I expect that the galaxy will have a good idea of how they want to play. They're going to try to keep the ball as much as possible, which is good. Try to keep it away from LAFC. LAFC is probably going to do the same thing to them, which is try to keep the ball away. So I imagine this possession battle ends up being right around 50, 50. Um, And it should be, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, and all, all things being said, I think this is going to be a good game. Yeah. Araujo has got to keep his discipline in this game uh, because last season he was a bit of a hothead. He's not really been off to a good start this season. It's been right. a, a bit disappointing from him. So I'm expecting big things from him in this game. These are the games where certain players come of age you know, um, and have the ability to also become cult heroes, right, in a big derby like yeah. this. But he needs to have a, he needs to kind of get into the season. Uh, he's been lackluster for me. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and he was played. He was played more forward, right, right. against Seattle, mm. and that wasn't his fault. But and I, I've liked him in those positions before, Josh. I I didn't have any problems. I know lots of people no. told me how he played horrible against Seattle, and I thought he played. I thought he was one of the better show. Sh- he was one of the better showings in the first half because he was trying to press that back line. Right. We talk so much, and Architecto Verbal uh, said it. You know, says you have to play a four four two because you want to give make sure that you pull somebody off that Chicharito off that back line. Agreed, but you don't need to do a 4-4-2 in order to do that. Zubak proved that, and somebody like Araujo or uh, Grand Sieur needs to get in behind the back line of LAFC. That pulls marks away, so you don't have to be in a 4-4-2 to create the opportunities that you need for, like, in a 4-4-2. But uh, for me, I really want to see some penetration behind that line because that is the biggest key to opening up space for Chicharito to operate for, for guys like Victor Vasquez, Sebastian Legette, the cutback pass, get to the lines, get in behind and make them make saves, make put balls on the net, look for rebounds. They've got to get balls into the six yard box, right? I mean, the one of my favorite goal that Chicharito actually scored against into Miami was the one that came into the box, the deft touch, old school style, Bosch bangs it in. It was with his left foot he, sc- he scored that one, right? When he touched, did he touch it with his right and score it with his left? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But it was a really beautiful touch and a, a first time, a, a touch and then a finish. Right. And and you've got to get balls to him in that area. You know, um, it, it's so important. And I, and I think against this LAFC team that hasn't hit the ground running just yet, this is this is the three points to get off them because they are going to improve, as I said, as the season goes. All right. I think we've rambled on enough for tonight. I'll get your score prediction, Sophie. LAFC heading to LA Galaxy at Dignity Health Sports Park on Saturday, 5 p.m. kickoff at on Fox. By the way, I would expect that that's closer to 530 just so everybody can chill out with that a little bit. So that's my guess. Cool. Well, look, Southern California is going to serve up a soccer dish uh, for the country. It is going to be quite the game, and I fancy a lot of goals. And I'm going to stick with my 4-4. Yep. That's a a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals, yeah. (laughs) I think it's going to be that kind of game. Uh, I, I think if you go back in the history of this game, I don't know that I've ever picked the LA Galaxy to win any of them. <laughs> and it makes me sort of hesitate for a second, knowing that I'm pretty sure that's the case. I've never, maybe the first one I was like, oh yeah, LAFC isn't that good and blah, 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 the whole deal. Um, you know, and I ended up being right on that one, that one game. Um, for me, this feels like an LA Galaxy win. I don't know that it will be as dramatic as it was. I don't know if I expect Carlos Vela to play. I don't know if Chicharito scores goals or or how it works. In, in my mind, though, I feel like the the confidence, the momentum is still with the LA Galaxy here, playing at home against a rival. Uh, so I have to say the LA Galaxy win this in a in a three two three one fashion. Maybe they get it nice and comfortable and and just run away. Uh, Greg Vanny talked about possibly the best thing that he wants is a clean sheet against LAFC. Um, and I think I think that's that's asking a lot. That's a wonderful thing to be a goal, Sophie. It's absolutely that's something going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. It's, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, not we'll yet. See. I mean, I think that's something Greg will improve as the season goes, but that's not going to happen right now. OK. All right. Well, we'll we'll see how it goes out. But yeah, I'm going to say LA Galaxy when you say draw. Uh, I'm sure we'll see how that all goes. We'll, we'll invite you back on eventually. And then you can you can say that you were right or you were wrong or 
exactly. you know, it would be all those things. There'll be enough time for you to have, like, <laughs> you know, shifted away from it for, for sure. Hammer's already mad that you got the LAFC game. So uh, he's I coming feel bad. for you. I feel bad. I feel bad about this. Don't, 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 really don't, do. don't worry about it. It's not a problem. All right. Uh, Sophie, is there anything else you want to get to before we get out of here? We good? No, no. All good. Everything good. Thanks for having me, Josh. As oh. ep epic as always. All right. Tell people where they can find you. And we will, of course, uh, go follow you there. So, so go for it. Yeah, uh, on the on the Twitter sphere, I'm at Soccer Diva, and then also the show at Highbury Squad across all platforms. If you love a little Premier League and football talk, come join us, hang out, join the conversation in our football democracy. Thank you for having me, Josh. You rock. Awesome, Sophie. Thank you so much. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J G U E S M A N, and of course at Galaxy Podcast Corner of the Galaxy .com, video articles, all that fun stuff, right there for you to find. Corner of the Galaxy. Dot com. You can go to our shop, cornerofthegalaxy.com, click on the shop button. You can get some stickers and stuff. We'll send them out to you. We appreciate the support as always. All right, that does it for Miss Sophie, the Canon Nicolau. I'm Josh Pato Guessman, and you've been listening. You've been watching Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Good luck at El Trafico this weekend, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.